This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, friends. My name is Dara. I am the host for this podcast, Dear Hallmark. And I am really excited to be with you today. I'll say cheers to you whenever you're listening to this, whatever you're doing as you're listening to this. Thank you for tuning in. A little bit about Dear Hallmark. Dear Hallmark is my space where I can talk about all the things Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Great American Family, Up TV. And you might hear me get a little pa- a little bit passionate about some things, but just know it's because I care deeply. I care deeply about these movies. So I wanted to talk with you guys more so on a personal level about my relationship with Hallmark movies and just kind of where I've been these past couple of weeks in my headspace. So... It's been very interesting to be a Hallmark viewer, a Hallmark fan for someone like myself. And when I say someone like myself, that could mean so many different things. But in this context, I'm speaking specifically of just someone who is corny. (laughs) I'm an incredibly corny individual. I'm so corny. It's not even funny. But I, I miss the feels of Hallmark. I I was looking back um, over my ranking because I keep a living document on my phone after each week where I'll just, you know, rank the movies. Uh, and so over this past week, I kind of just looked at it. I opened it and I saw that <laughs> I would only watch two out of the 12 movies that were on the list that I saw, which is unfortunate. It's it's really unfortunate for me, just in terms of my taste as it pertains to Hallmark movies. I think a good example of a movie, I'll just say made for each other, made for each other. It's a movie that's high on my list because I can't deny that it's not a good story. And I think because I'm someone who looks for the story of it all, I love a good story. I, and um, on top of the story, I, it's the feels, you know? And I haven't been getting those feels lately, you guys. However, this past Saturday, I decided to go into the Hallmark Movies Now channel on my Amazon Prime video app, and I decided to watch an oldie but goodie, My Secret Valentine. And I watched this movie because I was thinking of compiling a certain type of fave five list. 
And I didn't want to put it on the list, not having it fresh in my mind to see if I still feel the same way. And so I rewatched it on a beautiful, rainy, overcast Saturday morning here in the Northeast. And dang it, that movie did what it was supposed to do. It gave me such the cozy feels. I mean, of course, I rolled my eyes at the conflict at the end. And I said, girl, bye. You don't mean that. <laughs> she says, like, she doesn't like him. I, you know, I know that goes without saying. Like, the, that's one thing, honestly, I don't miss about the older Hallmark movies. Are those stupid conflicts at the end. I'm sorry. Stupid is a strong word. But those, cl- those conflicts at the end were aggravating that aside though there was something so cozy and comforting about this movie and I think this may become a thing for me like if I don't have much going on on a Saturday and I can take it slow I think I'm going to just throw in a throwback you know and I think that will offset (laughs) the lack of feels that I've been getting in the more contemporary Hallmark movies Um, which is why I'm super appreciative for Hallmark movies now that we're able to have the archive, you know, we have a place where we can go to see older ones, um, even though they're on a rotation, um, because they don't have everything on there, but they do have quite the stock. They add new ones every month. So, and then they take some away as well. So, yeah, but. I I think that's going to become a part of my Saturday routine, if you will, because I know for me, if I don't do that, and the more that I watch these movies, and I find that I don't connect with them, it could probably make me more frustrated as a viewer. And I don't want that because I want my Hallmark viewing to be pleasant because I love Hallmark movies, you know? And so I think balancing the newer Hallmark movies with the older ones through Hallmark movies now is kind of a good anecdote for what I've been going through. (laughs) I don't know if you guys could tell within these past few episodes, but it's been it's been pretty frustrating for me. <laughs> and even with um winning team with Christopher Palaha, which is what we're going to talk about soon, I it's been hard over here. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Now, that's not why I didn't do a podcast episode last week. It was something completely personal. But I just kind of wanted to give you the State of the Union as it stands. It's um, including a picture of her. We are officially 13 movies in with Hallmark. And to me, for me... It's been rough out here in these streets. (laughs) It's been rough, man. And so I say all that to say that I'm grateful for Hallmark movies now. 
And I'm grateful that I have that as an outlet, which is wild. Like, guys, I was yearning for an Up TV movie. Like, how wild is that? I mean, granted, Up TV is good in its own right. But I just, it felt weird for me to want to watch an Up TV movie rather than a Hallmark movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of where I am <laughs> with that's kind of the status of my Hallmark view viewership. So what we are going to do, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be I don't know if I want to talk about the winning team or a picture of her. I guess we'll we'll find out when we come back from commercial, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> you guys stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, my friends. So let's first talk about the winning team or a winning team. This movie stars Nadia Hatha and Christopher Palaha. And the gist of this movie is that you have a very bullheaded, winning, focused, determined professional soccer player who is bent on being the best at everything she does. She is so bent that she ends up getting into it with a ref at a game and is ejected. And that ejection spurs events where the head coach release suspends her, excuse me, indefinitely from the team. And so with that, she ends up going home to her brother and her niece. And straight out the gate what I appreciated about this movie is the Asian family um, I believe they were Chinese if I'm not mistaken um, and I really appreciated that she was mad intense you guys <laughs> well let me continue on a little bit with the synopsis so she gets home right and the coach for her niece's soccer team incurred an injury. And so she began to take over as coach. And who is her niece's soccer coach but Christopher Palaha? They bump heads for a lot of it, but then they begin to work together and then grow an affection for one another. And then boom, sham a lamb a lamb. They love each other, you know. Or they, they feel each other. So, so this movie, <laughs> she was so intense for me. 
As a leading lady, she was incredibly intense, highly unlikable in the beginning, in the beginning. The more she took to Christopher Palaha's character, the more I dug her as a woman. I loved how much the movie focused on their growing affection for one another. They are, they were too cute together. And this is one of the many reasons why Christopher Palaha is one of my Mount Rushmore actors of Hallmark is because the dude is too smooth. He's too suave. He could like, and respectfully, outside of Jill Wagner, I feel like this is one of the women that I saw match his energy. And I really appreciated it. Because Christopher be putting it on thick as Chucky Peter Butter. I'm talking Jif, Peter Pan, Skippy, all of the brands, okay? And this was the first time I saw someone match that energy. And I appreciated it. They were so cute together. The little flirtation stations, what's your nation? Like, <laughs> I really appreciated it. I really, really did. There was a scene where she was co- um, co- not co- and supporting her niece trying out for drama at the community theater. And so the parents weren't allowed and she's trying to take a peek. And so Christopher Palaha's character puts her up on his, like she's sitting around his neck as he hoists her up to the window. And <laughs> he sneezes. And she ends up hitting her head to the window. Like, the comedy in this was really cool, too. It was some really cool comedy in this. Um, One of my favorite scenes, though, one of my favorite, favorite scenes, and she killed it, was when they were doing a team bonding exercise and you found out she was afraid of heights. And she was walking across this bridge that was barely a bridge. And... She had a moment where she was deathly afraid. And you just see Christopher Palaha's character encouraging her, telling her to keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep going. You could do it. Just look at me. Just look at me. Just look at me. And I loved it so much. I loved it so much. It was so great. That was, she played the mess out of that scene, you guys. She played the mess out of that scene and I loved it I loved it I loved it I loved it I did her niece was so cute I loved their relationship I liked that she was an older child she wasn't a young sprite you know what I mean like a nine or I liked that she was older I also think having an older niece helped match the energy that Nadia was bringing to the character as well I think it was right to have the niece that old. Um, And (laughs) I just, I really, really, I enjoyed the movie, but it didn't give me feels, you guys. (laughs) And this is after watching this movie, that was when I kind of took stock at like, yo. I miss my feels. Like, I I really do miss my feels. And you may be saying, okay, Dara, what movies so far this year has given you feels? 
the two that I would re rewatch that I mentioned earlier that I that for me gave me feels were sweeter than chocolate and a Paris proposal. Those by far are the perfect marriage of a contemporary Hallmark movie that still has feels to it. A Paris proposal is my favorite one to rewatch because it because it isn't a strictly Valentine's Day one, even though I loved Up and Down Sweeter Than Chocolate. And I can I can appreciate Hallmark for this. I can say that you know, while a Paris proposal wasn't explicitly and overtly Valentine's Day themed, it still stuck. You still felt the love through the movie. You still felt there was a sense of comfort for me too in a Paris proposal. And so that kind of edged out Sweeter Than Chocolate for me as my favorite movie of the year so far. So A Paris Proposal is my favorite movie of the year so far with Sweeter Than Chocolate second. So I um yeah, I just I'm missing my feels though. I I am a little bit a little bit, not a little bit, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I know we're in Spring Into Love now, and we have six movies on Hallmark Channel coming our way. A Picture of Her, which we're going to talk about soon. Then we have Love in the Maldives, A Professional Bridesmaid, Oh, I'm doing these by memory. Wedding Cottage. There's one more. And then there's Hearts in the Game. Oh, gosh. what's It's Professional Bridesmaid. A Pinch of Portugal. There we go. I'm doing this by memory. Uh, so it's a picture of her. Love in the Maldives. The Professional Bridesmaid. A wedding co- the Wedding Cottage. A Pinch of Portugal. And then ending Spring Into Love is the Aaron Cahill, Marco Grazzini, Hearts in the Game, which used to be called The Spin Cycle. But you'll you'll learn about that in the Spring Into Love preview that will be coming out. Well, you guys, as a crown, it's so hard to give crown ratings now. It's become increasingly hard to give crown ratings to these movies, the the deeper we get into the year i am going to give the a winning team three and a half crowns it is a solid movie with a solid story and i appreciated and loved so much what christopher palaha and nadia hata did and their chemistry but i really think the intensity of the leading lady and the the intensity of Nadia's character, along with the lack of feels, really knocked it down two and a half crowns for me. So that's where my heart belongs as it pertains to a winning team. We're going to take a micro break. And when I come back, we are going to talk about the first Spring Into Love movie, which is a picture of her. So stay tuned. Thank you. 
Welcome back, my friends. <laughs> Smooth Jazz Radio Dara is back. And can I tell you that I am loving this vibe? It's something about recording podcasts at night. It just, <laughs> it makes me play into my dream of being a jazz radio DJ. <laughs> so I'm kind of living my dream right now <laughs> through recording this episode. <laughs> Y'all probably like, what the heck is going on? And why is Dara talking like a smooth operator? <laughs> no, but um, let's get into the picture of her. A picture of her starring Rhiannon Fish and Tyler Hines. Straight out the gate, the opening was mad different. It was mad different than anything that we've seen. And... I don't know how to feel about it yet. Not saying that I like I liked it, but I said I mean not saying that I didn't like it. I was just like, okay, okay, okay. And it was interesting because I noticed that Tyler's name was first in the credits, which is interesting because nor at least I always thought the woman's name would be first because they're number one on the call sheet. But I don't know how that works. So in any event, a picture of her frankly put is about a young woman named Beth whose picture a photographer took ends up on the front page of a magazine and she gets a little piece of fame and she doesn't quite know how to take it and she meets this guy named Jake who she's grown fond of over the course of this movie and and it's you guys I like this movie and I didn't want to say it in the last segment because I wanted to save it for this segment, but I had feels in this movie. I was like, yes, the feels are back. The feels are back. So this would be number three. I still, A Paris Proposal is still just it for me. And this is rare because I normally don't tell you guys my ranking ahead of time because I do like a mid-year Right, like during Christmas in July is when I give you guys my mid-year ranking since we're not getting any new non-seasonal, con- like non-holiday content, you know what I mean? So I I don't know what it is while I'm telling you guys. That's what I just feel like I have to. So this movie is number, it's, it's taking the bronze medal for me for the year right now. I was nervous seeing Rhiannon and Tyler together at first, not gonna lie. Um, seeing it on paper and then seeing the previews, I was a little nervous. I love Rhiannon up and down. I love her. The first movie I ever saw of hers was A Love to Remember, which stars my up TV homie. I forget his name all day and night because he was also, if you guys remember Just One Kiss, he was the husband of our leading lady who was who she was trying to divorce him Rhiannon and him did a movie together and they were so dang cute and I said who is this and I've been following her and loving her ever since I just never saw Tyler and Rhiannon together but I appreciated them in this movie this movie definitely had spring feels with all of the flowers so I am super appreciative to Hallmark for that. Like this is a spring movie without like I this is what I need. 
Now I'm nervous with the Maldives because that's that looks like a summer movie. And then you'll find out why I'm nervous about the professional bridesmaid in the Spring into Love preview show. I won't speak on that. But yeah. Um Okay, so let's let's call out a couple of scenes. Rhiannon is beautiful. I mean, the woman can take a picture, can she not? Can we just all can we just all agree on that that she can really take a picture? And I appreciate I appreciate what I felt like she brought out of Tyler. I feel like she was refreshing, bubbly. She had a lot of personality, and that's what I love about Rhiannon. In general, she brings so much personality to any role that she takes on. And I love it. And it's so interesting that she's around water again. I'm like, this woman is always around water. We just saw her in a movie earlier this year on Great American Family. It was like a royal something or other. She's on a beach. We saw her in Splash of Love. I don't know. She's always in the outdoors or doing something outdoors. Her Christmas movie for Up TV, it was, she was in a log cabin in, in some type of abyss of wood. So, yeah. Um, but I really, I enjoyed it. And I could definitely see myself rewatching this. Tyler, he was in this movie, right? So, no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joshing. No, Tyler... He gave a certain energy that I feel like is consistent with his performances in these movies. But I could tell there was something different about this one. And I think, honestly, Rhiannon was the X Factor. It was something about him and Rhiannon's chemistry that I really enjoyed. And every time Rhiannon was on screen, I would just, I would be smiling. Because, you guys, she's one of my faves. She really is. She's one of my faves. And I liked, I'm liking that I'm seeing her more on Hallmark. Hopefully we get another Nikki and Nora from her. But I like that we're seeing more of her on Hallmark. I do. Uh, this movie is good. I'm going to give this movie a smooth four crowns. And only four because I really wish that they would have pressed into him telling her that he's the photographer when they were on that bench and he gave her the book or the photo frame or whatever it was. Because that was a moment. That was a moment. And I wish he would have leaned into it. And they, it just, that moment broke. I was like, dang. Because that's what I loved so much about that up tv movie that i raved about quite a few episodes ago called mixed baggage when i did my flirty february wrap-up that's what i liked about it everything when you okay i hope i can articulate this correctly what happened in this movie with him carrying out that he wasn't that he would like that he was the photographer to the end is what i thought was going to happen in mixed baggage and it didn't and so when it looked like what happened in mixed baggage was going to happen here, I said, oh, I was excited, right? 
but they instead went the other route of perpetuating the lie further, which was unfortunate. It was unfortunate. I mean, us as the audience, we were in on it, of course. And sometimes I like that. I'm also speaking from a reader's perspective, too, in a book. When the when the reader is in on something that another character is in on and another character doesn't know, you almost feel some type of way. And so I felt that same experience here as a viewer where, you know, we were in on it. It's like, dang, girl, dang, you know. I mean, yeah, they had some kisses, man. Golly, bobcats in a can with a radish on the side. Like, what? They had some kisses. Um, Tyler's just too cool. It's almost, like, blatantly disrespectful at this point. It's like, could you calm down, Okay. <laughs> Like, could you, could you just turn it off? Like, nobody asked you to be 32 degrees. It's springtime. I need you at a balmy 65, 70 degrees. He went all the way down to 32 and kept it too cool. But I mean, that's Tyler for you, right? Always Amore is still my favorite movie of his. But this might be second. <laughs> I need to go back and ruminate and uh, metacrate and chew on it. And yes, I said metacrate. <laughs> I said that purposefully. Um, but this might be a close second. I have to think more on that. But... By and large, I enjoyed watching this. This movie was springy. I hope, oh, oh, I pray in the depths of my Hallmark heart that the vibe of this continues because this is a spring into love movie. This is the energy that you bring when you say that we're springing into love. This is what I'm talking about. This this is it. This is cool. I really appreciated it. I could totally see myself re-watching this multiple times. Multiple times. I probably will, within the next month, watch this at least once more. I know I will. I know I will. Especially with Love in the Maldives. Oh, man. Have y'all seen those previews? Oh, we got to stretch our hands and pray for the sick and shut-in of the Love in the Maldives, y'all. <laughs> they are on the sick and shut-in list. Oh, my word. I'm nervous about that movie. And I... Let me make, it, let me make this clear. I love Jocelyn. Hudan. I have been waiting for a Jocelyn Hudan Hallmark film. She is one of my favorites and is partly the reason why I love When Hope Calls over When Calls the Heart. This girl can bring it. She brings the feels. I love her. But this? 
this Maldivian action that we got going on. Y'all, I can't call it. <laughs> We're going to have to stretch our hands and pray. And listen, it could be a bad preview. I watched the sneak peek that Hallmark threw up on YouTube because the sneak peek they showed during a picture of her was for Ride, which of course premiered uh, this past weekend. But I am nervous. <laughs> Y'all can watch the sneak peek up on YouTube if you haven't already. Um, and on Friendly, I don't believe they showed a commercial of it. Also, too, there was one, there was one commercial break where I did the 40-yard dash to, like, get my food together because I got hungry and I just put some food together and then got back just in time as the movie was coming on. So there's that. But I'm nervous for love in the Maldives. And I'm segueing into that now because there's really nothing for your weekend watching guide because, again, Up TV is calming down the romantic movies to usher us into the Easter season from the Christian perspective, from G like celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I don't know what great American family is doing. Cause again, they started off so strong and then they kind of just was like, all right, bye. <laughs> bye. I'll see you later. And they didn't even leave a note to say where they were going. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? At least leave a note. Let me know where I can find you. But they didn't say nothing. So I can't call it. I can't call it. Well, you guys, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this smooth jazz radio version of Dear Hallmark. I'm telling you. It's something about recording podcasts at night that just puts me in a vibe, y'all. And I might mess around and do this. <laughs> I just feel so relaxed. I'm able to think clearer. I talk slower so that I'm able to really think about what I'm saying. I say less ums, I realized, you know. Let me find out. This is about to be my new podcast recording time. Let me find out. Well, you guys, that's going to do it for me here at Dear Hallmark. Also, I want to just thank you guys so much for the reception that I've been receiving for the master classes. I'm so happy that you guys are enjoying them. It's truly been a treat for me. And it's been really fun for me to embark on this journey of creating this mini series of conversations, if you will. I don't even want to call them interviews, but conversations, kind of peeling back the curtain of what some of these roles are behind the scenes of these movies. So for the month of March, our master classes included director Brandon Clark from Up TV, and then we had one of the premier, in my eyes, premier Hallmark costume designers, Gerilyn Detienne, and from the Wardrobe Girls. And I'm just 
I can't wait for you guys to hear April's masterclass. And I say that because the schedule of masterclasses, I'm, oh, would you guys like that? Almost like a, like a college syllabus. I can release the schedule of masterclasses so you guys know what, what, like which masterclasses are coming up in the next three months. Cause that's how long. They're going to be, I have master classes for the next three months. There's going to be two every month. I won't tell you the date, but I can tell you which month those master classes will be in. Because I have solidified the last master class interview that I'm going to do. And so I'll probably have all of my master class people, if you will, professionals, interviewed by like this second or third week of April <laughs> and so it's just pretty gnarly it's I I think I just literally rode a wave I kind of rode like the wind bullseye and so thank you guys so much for your positive feedback and I'm just really really excited really really excited and if you haven't already and you don't even know what I'm talking about oh my goodness if you see the words DH Masterclass on an episode, that's what I'm referring to. I go, I talk to directors, costume designers. We're going to have a writer, producer, and I have some other roles that I don't want to give out just yet. But know that we really, we really get in, okay? We get in, okay? So, you guys, that'll do it for me here. But this is my second close. You know we go through about three or four closes here. So this is my second. There are some links in the show notes. If you want to mosey around the home of Dear Hallmark via Instagram, you can follow me there. That's pretty much home base. That's where I do a lot of my shenanigans. Um, and I, can I just say something, too? I just want to let everybody know. Because I had a really good intro into my weekend. And I put this on Instagram too. And people can relate. Okay. I just leveled up a tier in my Chick-fil-A rewards. <laughs> and it's like, it's a, it's a thing. Okay. I just want to thank God for providing me with the decades that I need to purchase Chick-fil-A. To level up in my rewards. Okay, I mean, I'm I'm just out here being a human being, loving Chick Fil A. Okay, I digress. So there are links in the show notes. There's an Instagram page. There's a Facebook page. There's a book that I wrote on Instagram that you can buy. There's a link in the show notes for that. There is a companion YouTube channel to this podcast where you will see my facial expressions. Now, the videos aren't recordings of these podcast episodes. The videos are separate. I record them separate and independent to the podcast. So you will get different feels, the facial expressions, all of that with the YouTube videos. And of course, the interviews that you hear here <laughs> will be the YouTube videos that you see on the channel. But be sure you subscribe to both because I know definitely during the Christmas season, y'all, I just throw up what I can and say, Merkram, okay? Merkram, 
That's what I say. Sometimes you'll get it on the podcast. Sometimes you'll get it on the YouTube. But here we are. This is my third close. This is Dara for Dear Hallmark signing off. Saying ciao, my friends. And I'll talk to you guys in the next episode.